0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to talk some money and politics right now. We got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. We've got Steve Moore, WABC radio host of More Money on many of these same stations, and also committed to Unleash Prosperity hotline. Welcome, kids. So, my lead story for you is God has endorsed. Donald Trump, God has endorsed. Trump spoke, to the, Trump spoke to the national religious broadcasters, blew the lid off. He vowed to defend Christian values, suggested he'd shield the faith's central iconography. And they went and roared. And virtually every pastor in South Carolina in the election today has come out for Donald Trump. And he's looking at this as a battle between secularism and religious values or faith-based values. So what do you make of that? Uh, Now, Liz, you speak to God. I mean, is that true? God has endorsed Trump?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I'd go that far. But uh, look, all those pastors, that is impressive. And I have to say it obviously uh, further endears him to the Christian right, which is still a very big uh, voting block in this country. I would also think, Larry, it m- helps him make inroads with the black community, particularly in some southern states like mm-hmm. South Carolina
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and Georgia, too. I, those are conservative voters, typically. I don't think Republicans have done a good uh, job of reaching out to them, but this might actually help Trump's campaign uh, to bring over more minority voters.
0: Yeah, you know, Steve Moore, uh had Ralph Reed on the TV show last night. And, of course, Ralph does speak to God on a fairly regular basis down <laughs> through the years. But, you know, the point he made is what, what I like to call the, the faith community or the faith-based community, uh, which, you know, Christians but can also be Jews and could also be Muslims, uh, the, the non-radical ones who believe in their God. I mean, whoever believes in a God. But basically it's a battle – right, between secularism and traditional faith-based values, which are embedded in our history and our culture and our Declaration of Independence and so forth. And I think Trump is blowing, blowing Biden off the map on this. And I think that's going to be very powerful.
2: Yeah. And he's also blowing uh, Nikki Haley off the map on these issues as yeah. well. You know, it's, it's extraordinary to me that, you know, you and I deal with Donald Trump on the economic issues, yeah. which he's you know, well honed on and there's a great economic program. But I think one of the things that surprised me the most in 2016 was, you know, you have this businessman who's not really been part of the religious right, who has just been totally embraced by uh, those um, in you know the, the, the religious right groups. And it's because I think these groups all come together in in favor of the First Amendment, which Mm -hmm. is freedom of religion,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. freedom of of speech, uh, freedom of assembly. All these things are kind of under assault right now uh, from the left, which used to believe in civil liberties, but really doesn't anymore. And so Trump kind of speaks their language, even though he doesn't come out of that movement.
0: No, I think that's a good point. I mean, look, uh, freedom of religious speech is a very big issue. And the Biden's. And um, the Merrick Garland Justice Department is – you know, they have fought that, right? They've gone after Catholics. They've gone after Christians. They've gone after people that don't necessarily conform with all these left-wing woke views. I mean I'll just read you – I'm reading from uh, Breitbart here, kids. Uh, Remember every communist regime throughout history has tried to stamp out the churches just like every fascist regime has tried to co-opt them and control them. And in America, the radical left is trying to do both. Quote, they want to tear down crosses where they can and cover them up with social justice flags. No one will be touching the cross of Christ under the Trump administration, I swear to you. I mean, it's very outspoken, but but he blew the lid off it. It was extremely well-received. And he has a lot of credibility on that. And this is going to be another hidden factor in the race because Joe Biden and the Democrats, Liz, they've moved – You know, their wokeness has completely moved them off this page, unlike yeah. traditional Democrats, right? The traditional Democrats went to Catholic Church, just to generalize. They have blown that badly.
1: Well, yeah. After all, if you're a Catholic today and you are a devout Catholic, you believe in a pope who is – truly a left-wing ideologue, uh, and who has abandoned a lot of the traditional tenets of the Catholic Church. I mean, I think, I think Biden has been a fragile Catholic for some time. He wears his religion on his sleeve. He makes a big show of going to church. But then, in fact, he does not stand up for a lot of the uh, church's teaching, obviously, particularly as it relates to abortion. So, uh, you know, I do think this is an interesting... Uh, split in the country. It's not one, I think, that actually has been talked about very much in this campaign to date. Uh, and and one of the reasons is Democrats don't own this, and they don't even particularly want to, because young voters are so far alienated from religion. Uh, and, you know, probably the Democrats uh, trying to appease that group, who right now are not particularly in their corner, uh, would view religion and, and embracing religious freedom and so forth as actually something that's quite dangerous for Democrats. So uh, Trump can own this without a doubt.
0: Steve Moore, according to Google, the Pope is a woman.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've
2: always said, uh, Larry, that, uh, that what we need in America to, and around the world today is a pope that's Catholic. <laughs> oh, that's right. You
0: know, that's a very good, that, that would be a very interesting. <laughs> you know, he, he is he
2: is really embraced, and I've written a number of columns on this. I know this is a little off topic, but you know, for the pope to embrace this radical green agenda, mm. I mean, yeah. it's 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 basically uh, you know environmentalism is a pagan religion. It's basically worshiping the creator. <laughs> I mean, the created, not the creator. And Ooh, um, Steve, that you know, is so, good.
0: That is good. Yeah, I like
2: that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. It's a It's a very pagan religion. And uh, look, we're all environmentalists. We all like clean air and clean water and open spaces and, and appreciate nature. But so many of these um, dictates by the climate change lobby are really about t- government control over our lives and over our economy.
0: Well, isn't that uh, that's that government control you just mentioned. That's part of this religion versus secular war because you you, it sure is you know you Mm -hmm. this administration has fallen into the trap of seemingly to oppose uh religious faith all right whatever it is whatever your understanding of god is they seem to oppose it because of all these wokesters
1: yeah and instead they embrace things that most americans don't believe in larry and i think that That is a problem. We're, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of platform Democrats cobble together. I, I, w- I would want to talk about one other issue. Uh, it's interesting to me that now on the border, obviously Joe Biden is trying to blame the Republicans, yes. blame Donald Trump, which really does make your hair catch on fire. And, <laughs> and people aren't buying it. It's It's an absurd thing. Um, There is, I think, some truth to the idea that Republicans don't particularly want to solve the border right now today because, guess what, this is something that is very hot uh, in the campaign. I would say the Democrats are doing exactly the same thing on abortion. Donald Trump came out recently with what most people think is a reasonable position on abortion, uh, make it legal through 16 16 weeks. Uh, with exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother, etc. That is where the majority of the country is, as he well said. It's actually more liberal than a lot of countries in Europe. It's a very sound place. And, And what were the headlines? The headlines were... Trump declared uh, wants national ban on abortions. That was literally the language. They don't want to solve this problem in any significant way. So when they start harping on Republicans about, oh, my gosh, you're undermining the border negotiations, let's just remember that they're the ones who are standing in the way, and they would, to to solving and resolving one of the most contentious issues in America, which is abortion.
0: By the way, by the way, Trump... Trump just came out forcefully for in vitro. For, yes, uh, absolutely.
1: And of course he did, because it's a reasonable position right. to take and a popular position. Again, that will be misrepresented. They, as I saw it, it was barely mentioned. In fact, I didn't look today for The New York Times. They won't cover that because they want... Trump to be viewed by all those young women in suburbs, et cetera, as the, as the person who's opposing abortion rights. And it's not true.
0: Don't most people, now, thing- Steve, I mean, I, Steve Anlis, don't most people favor these fertility drugs? I mean, what's, what could possibly it's, be wrong with that?
1: It's an issue of what, how you define uh, the embryo and he, and and look it came about because someone destroyed embryos and a couple sued over it yeah. and the suit really kind of came down to the definition of what is that embryo is it a life because if you uh, in that state Alabama I think it was yes. uh if you destroy life or or um it, it, the only way you get the nailed for that kind of crime was if you actually had destroyed a life. So that it, – it's a very – I mean, they will fix it. I think that's what the camp, Trump campaign is mm-hmm. talking about. The state court or whatever has to fix this because mm-hmm. this is a terrible thing that happened. No, the legislature. The terrible. The legislature. Huh? The Alabama yeah, legislature yeah. will yeah, fix yeah. it.
0: But Nikki Haley on the eve of the primary came out on the wrong side of this. I agree. See, I mean, she just came – this is a huge mistake. Um, I mean, Trump made a mistake attacking her husband. That was in bad taste. And yeah. now Nikki's made a mistake on this embryo versus fertility because, you know, I, I mean, I just think it's common sense. Go ahead, Steve. I, was just, I wanted to go back to the immigration issue for yeah. just a minute because
2: yeah. I disagree a little bit uh, with Liz on this one. I mean, here's the thing. Um, we didn't have a border crisis when Donald Trump was president, period. Right. I mean, the number of people who were illegally crossing the border was cut by 80 percent by Trump you 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 had it we didn't get all the way there the The wall wasn't completely built, and they weren't able to put in place all of the reforms that Trump wanted to do. but my point is that look. Joe Biden came in with a radical agenda of basically saying anybody wants to come in the country can come into the country. Mm. And that's not where 95% of the voters are. Mm. Now they've created this massive crisis at the border. And look, I'm, as you know, me for 30 years, Larry, I'm as pro immigrant as you can find yeah. immigrants are great for our country, but this is legal. so he's undermining, you know, public support for the whole for even legal immigration because the system is so out of control. My only point, I mean, <laughs> We don't need to change the law. We don't need more money. All we need to do is for for Joe Biden to take the uh, the border seriously. And I think but every you can't, American, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, everyone knows that Biden doesn't want to get control that's of the border. Right.
0: You can't have a bill uh, that allows uh, somewhere between five and eight thousand yeah. illegals a day. That's yeah. why it's. I don't think Liz, it's so much opposing it because it's an election <laughs> year issue. It's I mean I talked to Mike Johnson. I was with him. He he and was here for a fundraiser in New York. Um I guess it was Wednesday night. He's a lovely man, Mike Johnson. Very down-to-earth guy, nice guy. And you know, his point, <clears throat> our point, I can, you can't sign on to something that has a lot of rhetoric about changing the definition of asylum, which is to me uh uh much much less important than putting up barriers and remaining in Mexico and stopping the daily flow. And yeah. the, and these, whatever Biden comes up with, you're going to have something that'll allow five to 8,000 wherever they settle. And that's no good. I mean, yeah. that's that might be lower than 10,000, but it's still way no, too much.
1: It was a preposterous thing. I don't understand why Langford ever signed on to that. He must have known that that was a non-starter. I don't really understand what the thinking was. Uh, At all. And backing up to what I what I suggested about Republicans, I think right now, if there were an opportunity just to impose by fiat the kinds of measures Donald Trump very successfully employed to close the border, I think there'd be some resistance. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, because, look, if we're going to win in November, this is going to be probably the tipping point issue.
0: The rubber meets the road. The rubber meets the road with remain in mexico and the barriers and i'll tell you two things griff jenkins was reporting you know at fox news um a lot of these illegals coming across the border actually have plastic remain in mexico cards that they Mm -hmm. got coming up through mexico but 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 then when they come across the border they throw them away because they don't want the authorities to see them because they might get sent back. I mean, Griff had collected about 50 of these things. It was hilarious. The The other point is the Texas barbed wire is working.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah it is. I mean, it's well, actually. want to keep
0: out the illegal immigrants. <laughs> right. Why are it, they cutting the barbed wire? That's, back? that's right. It's actually working. <laughs> now, a, a wall would be better. But the point is the <laughs> arguments against the barrier have been defeated yeah. in the real world. Uh and so anyway, I got to take a quick break. We're talking with Liz Peak and Steve Moore, two of the best of the best, more money politics right after this, folks. Larry Kudlow.
2: GoldGuide.com.
0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peak, Fox News contributor Steve Moore, WABC radio host of More Money. Coming up after this on uh, most of these same stations, I just wanted to uh, – we don't have a lot of time left, but um, let's peek. The uh, Teamsters donated $45,000 to the Republican National Committee, first time in 20 years. Now, it wasn't as much as uh, they gave to the DNC, which was one hundred thirty-five grand. But this was after a meeting between Trump and the Teamster president and – A lot of rank-and-file teamsters are going to be voting for Trump. I just think this is a newsworthy event that didn't get enough coverage.
1: I think it is very newsworthy, and it highlights uh, the fragility of Democrats' hold on blue-collar workers, Larry, obviously. And this is the group that defected. Uh, from traditionally voting Democrat in 2016 and elected Donald Trump. And then in 2020, we're not so keen on Donald Trump, kind of moved away from him. I think they're coming back. I think the UAW rank and file is totally shifting uh, towards supporting Donald Trump. The Teamsters, let's face it, who is conducting uh, the boycott, supposedly, of New York after the conviction and egregious fine imposed on Donald Trump, uh, in the in the uh, recent lawsuit mm-hmm. is truckers for Trump, and mm-hmm. we've seen this before. Truckers are not uh, left leaning; they are definitely right leaning. And my guess is that they have insisted through whatever mechanisms uh, their, their voice is heard on supporting Donald Trump. And yes, they're going to have, of course, to give money to Democrats because that's what union leaders do. But I think it's very significant.
0: One Teamster executive board member, John Palmer, said the RNC donation looks like a tacit endorsement of Trump. Steve Moore. <laughs>
2: well, uh, well, a couple thoughts on this. I, I would bet that seventy percent of the Teamsters are for Trump. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking about the rank and file people that Liz was talking about. So there's no question that. I mean, look, it's very simple. Donald Trump is the blue collar president. He yeah. just is, and that if you look at the Democratic vote voting base today, it's basically the top, you know, the top two percent, you know, the elite and and you know the lower income people. Whereas Trump has really converted the Republican Party into a working class, blue collar party, and I think that's fantastic. Now, the only thing I disagree with you guys a little bit about is I think this is just kind of a head fake by the Teamsters. You know that the labor bosses whether it's the Teamsters, UAW, the Miners Association, that the bosses of the unions are all in the hip pocket of the Democrats. Yeah. and by yeah. sure. Sure. So, sure. you know, it's not as if – the problem is that, you know, they're collecting union dues from their members who are Trump voters, and they're giving 90 percent of the money to Biden.
0: You yeah. know, Liz, you and I got it. we got to get and find the cab of a 16-wheeler and get out there and drive <laughs>
1: You know, I like, think we would probably like the people very much. <laughs> I want there, to graduate. Right? I
0: I I have a Lincoln Navigator SUV. I want to graduate to a 16 wheeler. Oh, <laughs> well, the whole nine yards. You know, I just think it's 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 very very cool. The other irony, Stevie, in economic terms, you know, we were talking about it on the show about how Biden's always bashing rich people. Well, hell, rich people's now the base of the Democratic Party. There is, there is <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. He says, I don't know who he thinks he's bashing the East Coast and the West Coast rich people. That's the Democratic Party now.
1: But, I mean, you know, Larry, it, recently New York Times did a fact check on Joe Biden, which made liberals completely crazy. And the, all the things that they fact checked on were talking points that Joe Biden is pulling out of his hat yeah. to appease working class Americans. For example, talking about billionaires having an 8.2 yeah. percent tax rate, which you've talked about. Totally baloney, right? Yeah, yeah. It just isn't true. But there are two or three other things, again, all targeting middle-class Americans because they are the ones suffering under this regime because of inflation, because of other things that Donald, uh, that Biden has done. So he's very vulnerable with this group, and, and we all know it, and he knows it.
0: Well, Stephen, he bashes the rich don't pay their fair share. So you look at the statistics of income, right? The top 1% pay almost 50, they pay almost half of the taxes. They they earn a quarter of the income and they pay almost (laughs) half of the taxes. So even a dummy like Biden, I mean, the arithmetic (laughs) is pretty clear here. I've never understood why his people let him do that.
2: Yeah. By the way, I, I got a my, my, you've got such a monster audience on your TV show now that I got a big response from the little segment we did yesterday on NVIDIA and what's going on with the tech sector. And they say, oh, you're going soft on Biden. And <laughs> I just want to be
0: clear to your listeners, Larry. It's not that, his policies. Yeah. I understand. It's not his policies. I'll defend you. I got to go, kids. Liz Peak, fabulous. We're going to ride a 16-wheeler. Steve Moore's show, more money coming up on most of these same stations. I'm Kudlow. Be back next weekend. Thanks, everybody.